0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt.
1: Happy Holy Week to you all. Jeff Hunt here on the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Friends, I got to tell you, my kids are teenagers, Uh, they're going to be looking at colleges here soon, and... If you're like me, you care a lot about the values that your children are growing up with, and you're not interested in sending them off to a college that's going to unravel what you spent 18 years pouring into your children's life. You want to be able to entrust an institution to take their faith seriously. And I got to tell you, yes, I work at Colorado Christian University. Yes, I get a chance to be around these people on a regular basis. This is such an absolutely unique institution that is preparing young christians in a variety of fields 200 degree options at ccu i mean you could just so many options there they're gonna yes help you be competent in your career yes you're gonna be equipped to be able to go out there and and work well in your in in your career field but more importantly than that just as important definitely but i think more importantly they're going to instill a sense of values rooted in christ We used to celebrate Bill Armstrong, right? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I mean, every single speech, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Uh, It was just embedded in his presidency, and that was continued on in Dr. Donald Sweden, who was the president for six years, seven years, and now the chancellor of Colorado Christian University, and continuing that bold vision that— that focus on Jesus Christ, and I think that's so important this week as we're coming up on Easter and and we're listening to this Easter weekend, that you get to hear from some of these brilliant theological minds on this week. I mean, this is great. People pay a lot of money to hear from Dean Cotter at Colorado Christian University and from Chancellor Sweeting. And so we get them on the radio show. It's a real gift and an honor to have them here. So Chancellor Sweeting, you know, this is, a, this is a, a week that happened 2,000 years ago that still speaks to the hearts of men and women and is still relevant to our lives, right? There's, there's a lot of hopelessness. You see it even Absolutely. in polling, right, that, that people are just are, are, are hopeless with regards to the direction of this country about their futures. Uh, I think people now today believe that future generations are not going to have it as good as previous generations. That's really kind of historic in America. So how does this week speak into our hearts and souls right now?
0: I think in a lot of very telling ways. um, When you look at the students of today, you see a, a, a huge pervasive hopelessness um, there are lots of studies that have come out uh, just demonstrating that more college students than ever before are um, experiencing higher rates of anxiety depression suicidal thoughts and um, and they, they're wondering you know what the, is there any future uh, do I, does my life have any purpose and so often they, they come up with the answer no no overarching purpose and and is there any uh, you know some go further and they, you know is there any any forgiveness, and you know we we, um, we think that we are uh, without sin, but our enemies are hopelessly condemned. You know, and will can never be forgiven for their despicable act. And and the the message of Holy Week, of the cross and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, is there is purpose. God is in control. He sent His Son into the world, part of His redemptive plan that was. Spoken of as early as Genesis and all through the Scripture, there is purpose. Uh, there is hope. Uh, the, the grave is not the last thing. Uh, I deal with this week. I was dealing with older, older people and uh, people even today. On my pass passed away, and you could just sense the the somberness and the the the, the sense of loss. But uh, this tells us that there is hope beyond the grave, and there is forgiveness. Um, and and uh, we, I think. Future generations will look back at our generation and go, how could you be so arrogant about you, you know, right now, and be so condemnatory to every other generation? And the truth is, Scripture says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all uh, have a sin problem, and we need forgiveness from the Holy God of Heaven. And this, the story uh, announces that, yes, there is the the, uh, offer of forgiveness to all who turn from their sin and put their trust in Christ, and that is God's provision to uh, for them to forgive their sins. So this work, this whole week speaks to our deepest needs as human beings, and especially to the needs of students.
1: That's great. I, I, I remember being a young high schooler when I finally understood why we needed Christ, right? So people would be like, Jeff, you have a sin problem, and I'd be like, I've never murdered anybody. We would, like, talk about sin. like, but do I dis- disobey my parents? Maybe. Yes, I disobey my parents. I don't honor them. But, you know, in my mind, sin was, like, this really big, like, error that you had to make. And when someone finally explained to me that it was the nature of my heart that leads me to want to disobey God, and Paul talks about this, right, this, like, notion of I don't understand why I'm naturally inclined to want to disobey God. <laughs> Right? right. It is, like, it's well, just, I, I, I just, I, go ahead, Chancellor Sweeney.
0: Well, this generation is really good at pointing out everybody else's sins but our own. Yeah. Like, you know, all the the Founders' sins, and and the, the, the those who discovered America, their sins, and all the, you think of all the statues that have been toppled, and all the people we have deplatformed, right. because they're so despicable. But we are just pristine, aren't we? Immaculately conceived. <laughs> uh, and, and that's crazy, because... A hundred years from now, they're going to look back and go, how could you have been so blind to, to allow you know, the, the, the abortion industry to go like, like it did and to, to be taking the life of, of, of babies to the point of birth and beyond? And there are many other blind spots as well, and, and we, will, <laughs> uh, we, we cannot see ourselves as we ought to. That's why we need Scripture, that's why we need this story, uh, the reminder of these events, and that's why we need Christ
1: yeah and the, and this notion not only is everybody else wrong and we're right but that you know every the way we look at things is perfect and of course we have the solutions to all these problems even though you look around and you go there are no solutions to these problems but the nature of sin also requires a sense of personal responsibility that this generation doesn't have right like it's always somebody else's problem and when, right. it, when I learned that the problems in my life were not my parents' faults, they weren't my brother's faults, they weren't my friend's fault, they weren't part of, like, some systemic injustice, some, you know, f- orchestrated by faraway people. But, like, a vast majority of the problems in my life were my own fault. And it was a youth pastor who said this, because I, I I, he goes, Jeff, what do you think about sin life? I go, I've never killed anybody. What are you talking about? He goes, Jeff, today I saw you pick up a tray of food and you walked over and you saw there was a table of girls and they weren't the prettiest or most popular girls. And so you picked up your tray and walked to another table and left them to sit somewhere else. And he goes, that's sin in your life. And it took a pastor like pointing out like that failure that my, honestly, it felt like the scales of my eyes fell off. I go... I'm sinful in every aspect of my life. Like I'm seriously selfish. I am selfish in every, like totally depraved. I've heard that term before. (laughs)
0: Yeah, precisely. You're right, Jeff, that the very language we use these days is I have a brokenness in my life, whereas the Bible says there's a sin in my life, where we like to not talk about ourselves but of systems. There are broken systems in the world when the Bible is clear, I'm the problem, the problem's me, it's my sin, and that's what we're going to talk about in in our next couple segments about there's a cross for sinners. Right. There's not a cross for broken systems. There's not necessarily a solution to brokenness, but there is a solution to sin, and that's found in Jesus Christ. Chancellor
1: Sweden, did you want to
0: comment there? I'd just say a big amen to that. Uh, I remember, I think it was G.K. Chesterton who, who wrote an essay, What's Wrong with the World?, and then he answered, I am. You know, and he said that sin is the most practically, uh, empirically demonstrable doctrine in, of the Christian faith. You know, just take out the keys in your pocket and say, well, what's that? What's that key for? Well, it's so nobody can break into my garage, and that one's so nobody can break into the front door, and that one's so nobody can break into the shed, and that one's so nobody can break into the office. And then you look at the newspapers, and you know, it's it's just we've lost a vision of the holiness of God, and so we overestimate our own condition.
1: So uh, next, I'd like everyone to go around and confess their sins. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but when we come back from our next commercial break, uh, Dr. Cotter, I hmm. do want to talk about this. Um, so what we have sin? So what? Right? God, can't God just be like, whatever? Yeah, people mess up. Let's just move on. Does God really care that much and then how does this play into the cross why why did jesus need to suffer that much why did he have to go through so much couldn't he have just said you know what when we're all get to heaven everything's going to be better and fine and i'll forgive this and it's not that important why is there a justice and a righteousness component to the cross and why did jesus have to suffer so much friends we in studio and on the phone are great to be blessed today by Dr. David Cotter, Dean of the School of Theology and Professor of New Testament Studies at Colorado Christian University, and Chancellor Sweeting, the Chancellor, Dr. Donald Sweeting, the Chancellor, the guy himself from Colorado Christian University, brilliant theological minds that are not only uh, sharing with us today, but more importantly, educating thousands of students at Colorado Christian University to embrace this. If you're like me, you're... You're frustrated with the direction of this country and definitely the direction of this state. There's this great institution that is producing thousands of biblically-minded, focused, principally conservative students right here in Colorado, at Colorado Christian University. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back right after these messages.